In the holy name of Jesus, amen. What we've got here today is trouble at 12. They are two very different kinds of trouble, but they are trouble nonetheless. First comes Jairus. He is wealthy and powerful and president of his synagogue. He has no hesitation coming before Jesus with his entourage. He is the sort of man who calls up in the morning and expects an appointment the same day. But the big thing in his life today is that he has been broken at 12, that his 12-year-old daughter is sick and nearly dead. His wealth and his power have been dissolved by need. So he falls on his face and he begs Jesus to come and touch her and heal her, to let her live. Just behind Jairus is the nameless woman. Unlike Jairus, she is poor and weak. She is unclean and all alone. She has no illusion of seeing Jesus face to face. No expectation that Jesus will clear his calendar for her. The big thing in her life today is she is also broken at 12. For 12 years she has been bleeding. And that bleeding defiles her. And because she is defiled, she is considered untouchable. So she has been pushed outside her community and even outside her family. She too is all alone. Her weakness and her isolation have amplified, have been amplified by her need. Sneaking from behind, she touches Jesus. It is her way of begging that Jesus would touch her back, that he would come to her as well and heal her and let her live again. Broken at 12, she is not worth much, nor is he. And both that nameless woman and Jairus know that about themselves. Their begging makes that very clear to us. And Jesus knows it too. That is the reason why Jesus comes in flesh and blood and lives among us. To touch and to heal and to raise and to save. To recreate and restore and release and re-Eden. That is the why of the Incarnation. There are those of you here today who always come round the front with your entourage, demanding to be heard without hesitation, face to face with Jesus. There are those of you here today who always come round the back, poor and weak and alone and haltingly, but you are desperate to be heard as well. Still you're silent, not meeting his eye. Both of you are beggars, whether you come round the back or round the front. Some beggars by your articulate requests, others beggars by the way you stretch out in silence toward him. But for both of you, your self-worth is dissolved by your need. And your impurity is broadcast by your posture stretching in a way that says, I am a poor, miserable sinner. That's good. 
Jesus is the joy of beggars. And part of what his incarnation means is that he wears clothes. And because he wears clothes, he has a hem that can be touched and a hand that can reach out and a tongue that can whisper resurrection. Talitha kum, get up now, daughter, all is well. That's the gospel. And it's what you've been given here, a Jesus who is good at 12, whatever your particular 12 happens to look like today. When we read these stories, Jesus draws us in, and we begin to recognize our own deepest needs. Like Jairus, we all have personal torments, and along the way we come to learn that there are things that money and power cannot cure. Like that nameless woman, we are chronically impure, and we really are not fit for community or fellowship with God nor man. And like that little girl, if we go untreated, it's a sure bet that our troubles will lead us down to death. But as we read these stories and as Jesus draws us in and as we recognize our deepest needs, Jesus comforts us. And we discover that there is nobody and no thing that Jesus will not touch or heal. If you speak, Jesus answers with authority, but also with grace. Touch him and his power comes out of him to you, healing you gently. Even if you die before him, he resurrects you and then gives you something good to eat. Jesus notices us. We matter to Jesus, and he matters to us. Jesus notices us, even when we sneak up behind him. When Jesus notices us and gives us his comfort, he really does turn our world upside down. This is different than anything you can see or touch anywhere else. Jesus does not flee our ills. Jesus does not fear our deaths. Jesus is not polluted by our pollution. Instead, it works just the other way. It is upside down. God in the flesh comes to you. His cleanness makes you clean. His holiness makes you holy. His word, his touch, his love, his truth, his righteousness, his compassion, all of that power that goes out from him to you, they are contagious, changing and healing and saving. The ultimate upside down is when Jesus takes you as his own. To the 12-year-old corpse, he says, if you've got no life, you can have mine. And to the 12-year-old nameless woman, he says, if you've got no family, you can be my daughter. And to all of us, and to all others, he takes us too, resurrecting us and making us family. He draws us in and trusts us with his work as gift and blessing. 
And then suddenly, despite the crowds or the commotion of our own lives, we too begin to notice those who are around us and tormented in need of care. We too begin to empathize with those who are excluded, the poor, the sick, the chronic, the outcast, the all alone. We too begin to pick up the care of those who are broken and untouchable, those who are leveled face down by fear and death. And we too gather around his words and let him touch us in his sacrament where his holy food bestows a contagious purity that changes us. Put all of that together today, if you will, the releasing and the recreating, restoring and resurrection, the noticing, the mattering, the speaking, the touching, the gathering of daughters. That is what Jesus calls church. It is Jesus at work for Jairus, yes, and for that nameless woman, yes, and for the dying daughter, yes, but also for all of you and for all others through you, for all the others broken at 12, the 12 tribes he called my Israel, and the 12 disciples he called my body, and the world he calls my own, and the cosmos he calls my story, all rich, poor, strong, weak, in, out, holy and not, dead and alive, all forgiven, all restored, all released, all raised, all healed up by a wildly contagious holiness from an upside-down Jesus that offers us a place to stand, a place to be, a family that we can call our own. His word and touch are here again for that today, and we pray that touch takes. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.